Give it up one more time for Christy. Come on, she's going to share. Are you good? Are you ready? Hey, guys. Okay, so I'm going to stand over here by my painting. Um, so, the other day I was kind of doing a Devo time and the love of the Father just overwhelmed me. And I was reading this passage in John 5. And it says, For the Father loves the Son and shows him everything he is doing. In fact, the Father will show him how to even do greater works than healing this man. So there's a background story of why this is being spoken about. But then he says, uh, You will truly be astonished, for just as the Father gives life to those he raises from the dead, so the Son gives life to everyone he wants. Um, Later it says, I tell you the truth. Those who listen to my message and believe in God who sent me will have eternal life. They will never be condemned for their sins, but they have all because they have already passed from death into life. And so when I was painting, I just like I just saw all of us. I looked back and I saw all of us in worship. And um, some of you had your hands up. Some of you were like dancing and laughing. Um, other you guys were like like you know focusing on the Lord. And I just feel like all of you guys are so beautiful when your hearts are turned towards the love of the Father. And there's a part of you guys that comes alive and it's where you're supposed to be. And and I just, I think of that song, you know, like you're, you're a good father and I'm loved by you and that's who I am. And when I was painting this, I just saw these like, <laughs> these like little kid hands just up in worship, just, just embracing the presence of God and all these colors started to flood in. And I feel like there's things that like we go through in life that kind of like take away our color and we can get so distracted on um, just like the checklist and doing things right that we forget to like let the love of God just totally transform us. And we're, we're sons and daughters. And I just felt like God wanted to, um, to let you know if there's anyone in the room who's kind of going through stuff where um, they just long to know like the love of the Father and they're pressing in and, and they're doing whatever they can. I just feel like God wanted to reassure you tonight and say it is finished. Like all the things that you've been trying to shake off, like all of the sins that you've you know struggled with like in your past, like it's already finished. And the devil's a liar, you know, like he tries to remind us and say like, hey, this is who you still are. And he's like, God, God comes in. He's like, actually, it's finished. And, and you're a son and a daughter now. And so I just felt like that's the word for um, this painting is that it is finished. So whatever you're going through right now, anything that had the past that's been holding on to you, just tell it it's finished. Like, no, like it's done. It stops here. And like my thoughts are one of a child, one of a, a daughter or son of the king, of the good father that has good gifts for you guys. And so um, God, I just pray over over everyone in the room tonight, uh, that their hearts would just be open to the love of the Father, that they would encounter just the love of the Father that transforms us. Like, you're a Father that wants to tell us your plans. You're a Father who, like, shows us how to do the things that we're having a hard time with. Like, you're a good dad. And so I thank you for just colors flooding into their lives, like, that they wouldn't be living this black and white life, but that they would enjoy life, that they would be free to be sons and daughters. In Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. And someone I think in this room who really um, 
gives a good example of sonship is my brother David. Or no, no, no. Sorry, sorry. Wait, not David, but yes, David. But John, <laughs> John Derone. Yeah. So John, can you come up and um, and share what's on your heart? <laughs> Excuse me. I love you, Christy. I love you so much. From from St. Croix Mission Field to just life. Um, Diana, can I switch mics with you? Because I want to put this down and I want to be able to use my hands. in St. Croix just wasn't good enough. Like, I, I, I don't know if change is actually happening in my life. And it was so intense. And then, like, after I got back, I, I had to go back to work. And I was like, oh, like, woe is me. And then I heard the Lord tell me, quit my job. And I'm like, whoa, hold on, can't do that. No, I need income. I need finance. Like, I need, I need all these things. And he was like, okay. And then in those two weeks before the dance show when I when I uh, did the spoken word is it seemed like things were progressively getting worse like the Lord was like trying to tell me like leave leave son leave trust in me leave and I was like no no and literally the week before I had to quit my job like something happened with the boss and I mean I just couldn't take it anymore and then I'm like oh my gosh like Lord, you had me write this poem, and I feel it's amazing, but now I'm really dealing with fear. Like, fear has really got a root in my life right now, and I'm stressed out, and I am scared beyond all belief. And then I performed this, and I kid you not, like, I think it was, like, maybe three weeks after I got a job working in a warehouse, $2 above my pay grade where I was. So I'm like, okay, like, weigh the options. You know, sometimes we're going to be scared to do things, but it's simple obedience that leads to amazing things happening in your life. So I want to give you guys this little this little gem the Lord gave me. Fear. A small word, but yet carries so much power. It will have us up in the middle of the night worried for hours. And it's strange how this spirit does the same thing to a lot of people. It cripples our ability to believe. Fear will even make the things that come with ease seem complex. Our minds are complex and fear is bondage. Now listen to my life's experience. It just might match your life's content. Now, everyone knows what fear is like, right? Everyone knows what fear is like, right? 
the feeling of defeat as you're standing in the midst of victory in God's light. The pain in my chest feels like cardiac arrest. Ooh, wait, here it comes again. Why can't I shake this thing? Bound to the chains, uh, bound to the chains, stuck in a rut, but to be free, all I need to do is call Jesus' name. No, wait, I can't do that. I can't do that. He's too busy to hear my cries of despair. He reminds me of my father. He won't incline his ear to hear the fears of this young man. I die daily reading your word, but still not believing in your perfected plan. I can't stand to be around people with joy. (laughs) I can't stand to be around people with joy. Their words can't be real. Even their laughs make me annoyed. So to make them happy, I put on a facade, you know, the standard decoy to deter people from asking me what's wrong. But in my mind, I'm being attacked. They don't love me. How could they? What do they even know about that? Here it comes again, that pain in my chest, another wave. I feel afraid. How could I ever progress? He knows my name, but they say the wage of sin is death. And I've earned my wage in smoking sage and drinking till my feelings were suppressed. I'm embarrassed of the life I lead. All right, no. I can't deal with this. Why am I here? What is my purpose? I get so frustrated, I stare at the sky and start cursing. Because this pain in my chest is far worse than I can contain. So I refrain from going to church thinking that someone might expose my pain. I'm embarrassed of the life I lead. Weed doesn't make me happy. These pills might do the trick. Depression is pressing on my mental and my once cloudy vision is becoming quite thick. I can't see. I'm blinded by my insecurities. So afraid of the future, I settle for every impurity. The struggle of maturity is why every day seems like the same cycle. Nothing seems to please. Even the pain I inflict on myself isn't relief from this. My heart's hard, I feel like Pharaoh. The opposite of Psalms 91, I must be getting hit by all arrows that fly by day. I feel like every evil thing is coming my way. I feel weak, I can't endure much more. So I return to the word of my father. I came to the hospital and I finally found my doctor. He gave me an offer. I can fix your heart and I can do it proper. So I allowed the adoption of a papa. Boom, here it comes. I fall back in full surrender. I guess that's what happens when you ask him to enter in like a mighty rushing wind. He picks me up. I can see my purpose inside of him. My walls are coming down from that Jericho sound. My heart is soft and pure once again. I can feel the heat of fire all around me. I am starting to feel quite astounding. The praise of my ancestors past are covering me. I am having my hope restored. Then I became a child again. Sitting on my dad's lap, I'm getting inspired again. I can see cherubim and seraphim surrounding him. So I start pointing with laughter and amazement filled with so much joy and laughter and this is the life I've been scarcely running after I want more I am no longer a slave to fear I have been restored now I can lift up my praise I finally understand the words to you make me brave
My cloudy vision is as clear as blue skies now. I can see the truth in the midst of the lies now. Fear once told me to lie down and deal until I spoke to these dry bones. Now I have no chill. <laughs> I can now say fear is no longer a part of me. I have become brave, constantly pumping Jesus through my arteries. No matter mountain high, valley low, river wide, I should let you know. Hang on to the hand that's anchored in hope. And you won't have to sink or swim because you'll always stay afloat. My journey to bravery. Yeah. So I just want to pray. <laughs> Lord, anybody in this room who's dealing with fear, I just pray for the comfort, the understanding of the Holy Spirit to fall on them right now. Yeah, Lord. I just thank you for, for, for even the people who are kind of like, Lord, I'm in the middle of a, of a really hard season in my life, and I feel like I'm getting weak. I feel like I can't continue. Like, no, the Lord is urging you to continue. Like, press past how you feel momentarily to get to where you're going to be for eternity. Yeah. I just feel like temporary things shouldn't stop us. It should actually thrust us to chase harder at the, at the destiny God has called us to. So I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. And I just say right now that you're making people brave again. You're making people bold again. For the ones who've even gotten words about standing in front of their campus, Lord. We just say, like, at this moment, they're going to get the boldness, the courage of a lion to attack the day. Not just to, uh, to, to attack what's happening, but to attack the day. Because sometimes it, 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 it's the day. Like how we wake up, we're like, oh, I just don't feel like it. But I pray you give them a, a boldness, a courage to attack the day. I thank you, Lord. Amen. I just messed up right there. I'm so sorry. So, I would like to introduce a sister of mine, Olivia Mears. How do I go after that? That was amazing. Can we give it up John one more time? So good. So, I painted this picture, and when they asked me to paint, I got a vision of something else, but when I was driving home, I started to see these telephone poles and you know we see these all the time but God gave me a definition of them that I never really thought about and when I was drawing it I just wanted to draw it as for these people or this person that um, you reflect the cross and this one only has one tear if you want to say and then these have a couple but my point was you reflect the cross and I feel like there's some people in here that might feel like they don't do that or that they're not worthy enough to reflect the cross or that they don't have the heart or like his heart or the reflection of him enough to even come to church or like to even be in his presence so God was like no this is this person this is the person you connect all these other telephone poles you are the <laughs> the electricity that's encouraging other people whether you know it or not like he's given you this um 
gift to like impact other people without even realizing it. So you're a seed planter and you connect all of the rest of them and it goes on and on and you might not see all of the poles that you're affecting, but you are. And something interesting, I looked them up just to see like what what could telephone pole just mean literally, you know? And not only do they stand 40 feet tall, but they're six feet deep in the ground. <laughs> and I just thought that was cool because like you might not feel like you're deep, but God's like, you're deep. I validated you. You're amazing, you know? You impact. So I just wanted to share that. <laughs> so whoever feels that way, this is for you. And <laughs> I just wanted to pray that out. So God, thank you for the, these people that feel this way, God. I thank you that you validate them, that you've already validated them, and that you share your love and your just pour it out on them and just show them in dreams and visions and and even through other Christians, God, that you just give them words of encouragement, God. And I just thank you that you're impacting them right now, God. I just thank you for that. So, amen. (laughs) I want to just do this because the anointing is on that right now. Can we just... If that, if you if you're like you know what I don't actually feel like I'm representing well, but but this word is speaking to you. Can you just stand wherever you're at? Because we're gonna pray for you real quick. I'm just gonna bless you. Come on, there, there's like at least a few more of them. But if y'all just, I don't care. I just want. And then I want you. I want um, if you're just next to them, just put a hand on them somewhere. But I'll, and then Olivia's gonna speak just directly to it. Just do that again. But just now you know who exactly you're talking to, and let's just bless. Wow, God. All right. Thank you, God, so much for just revealing this in our hearts, God. I just pray that you just confirm the things that have already been told to them through you, God. And I just thank you for the the things that you're impacting in their lives so they can impact other lives, God. I just pray that you just lift their spirits right now, God, and you just pick them up off the ground and hug them because, God, you are love. You are our love. And I just thank you, God, for that. And I just thank you for a new mindset. And I thank you for a new depth and, and hunger to seek you, God. I thank you for that validation, God. I thank you for that. Thank you, God. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Okay. So I want to invite up my friend Bree, and she's going to do a spoken word or whatever's on her heart. <laughs> Olivia. Hey guys. So Pastor Andrew asked me to do a spoken word last week and I have not been able to come up with anything until about an hour ago. So bear with me as I read through this. (laughs) Yeah, God, thank you so much for coming today. I ask that you speak through me. Amen. What has Jesus done for me? Truly, truly, I say to you, Jesus has set me free. He's opened my eyes and made me to see. He took my fear and gave me peace. He gave me hope when I had none. But wait, wait, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me tell you the story of what the cross has done. It starts with me as a child, where I'm believing like a child. As I grew up, that began to change. I saw the world not as it I should, but as a place to be afraid. You see, at a little over a year old, a deep fear grabbed hold of me. It began one night as my throat began to close. No air could get in, 
and no air could get out. I had lost all control. By 17 months, my doctors had a diagnosis, and asthma was its name. For those of you who don't understand, I had lost control of the one thing that I desperately needed, to breathe. As I got older, fear began to make its way through my life, and I didn't even put up a fight. I let myself be afraid of the simplest things to the scariest of things. I would lay awake at night thinking, thinking, is there anything I need to be afraid tonight? Is there anything I need to worry about? And it took a toll. But again, I say there's more. You see, during this whole time, Jesus was watching over me. I'll start with my first memory. My mother rocking me in a chair. It's about two months. She's singing a song of love over me. And I open my eyes and I see myself and my mom from above. And I hear this voice saying, this is your mother. My first memory is of God introducing me to my mother, for I know he is real. And to this day, that memory is still crystal clear. Jesus came into my life at the simple age of six, and I was hooked. I could not get enough this man that they called the son of God. But as I grew, even though I knew he was true, it was hard for me to believe. How could one being create the entire world in seven days? Create the universe, the ocean, and us? But he met me where I was at, and he gave me the time to see that he really was the God of the universe, and that this God was a man, Jesus. A God who loved me, the God who sent his world to save it, and he gave his son to save it. But save the world from what? From us? From me? Am I forever bad? Forever dirty? As I continue to grow in my teens, I followed God with all that I could, but never feeling whole. With growing up in a loving family and knowing God all of my life, how could I feel that I wasn't wholly and fully loved and that it wasn't possible for me to feel that way? All these questions, answers I knew not, pulling me to know the truth, the truth that would set me free. Remember when I said God meets me where I'm at? At age 12, he did it again. He took this man named John Paul Jackson and gave me a word. He didn't know me, but he knew my heart. He said, there are few things that you won't understand. You are very creative. And as a child, the enemy slipped fear inside of you. And God says that he's removing that fear and going to give you peace, giving you great peace. And last week, when you were crying on your bed, he saw you and he's going to answer your prayer. At 12 years old, how can this man know what I was doing or who I am, what is in my heart, things that I don't even understand? And it gave me hope. Jesus knows me. He knows every single part of me. How can I know him? My heart begged to know. I could see him speak. I could see him move. But I did not understand. I needed more. Then, at age 17, on the road of discovery, literally the road I was driving on was called discovery, I got what I needed. A revelation of Jesus Christ and what he did and why we need the cross. It went from my head to my heart, making that 
18 inch journey down and I began to understand. Jesus died on the cross because justice had to be paid. God cannot be next to sin and he cannot be next to lies. A man who knew no sin, Jesus, paid the price for sin, which was death. He paid it with blood. Blood is what keeps us alive. Because he knew no sin, death could not hold him and he was brought back to life. And he bought my freedom with his own life. He owns the keys to life and freely gives them to whoever calls on his name and takes it as their own because only he can be the way to the Father. We take on his identity and become like him who knew no sin. But still, it's a process. Don't you worry. For a child is not mature in one day, but grows over the years. And over the years, they come to know all that they need. I needed a revelation of the cross to grow and believe more. So here I am, five years later, and I still have fear at times. And at times, it's overwhelming. But I'm starting to fight back. I will not tolerate any attack. For I'm not made a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I have, I'm coming to know that I'm fully loved, and I'm fully and wonderfully loved, and that I can fully and wonderfully love myself. And this is perfect love. And all fear is removed, for where perfect love is, fear cannot stand. So have hope and take courage, for hope cannot be taken unless you take it away from yourself. Take hope in this process. Take courage, I say again, take courage and take hope, for there is new hope for you. This is what the cross has done for me. The cross has set me free. This is what the cross can do for you too. So God, I just wanna say thank you for, for all that you've done. And even though we can't remember at times what you've done or even know what you're doing, that you are there and you're constantly working and that there's pinpoint times in our life that you've worked and it changes the course of our destiny. For God, love truly is the key that unlocks our destiny in you. So if there really is anyone in here that feels like this really touched them, you don't have to stand, you don't have to make a big deal of it. I just want you to say in your heart, God, meet me where I'm at because I have no idea what I'm doing. Because that's definitely how I feel most of the time. And he meets you exactly where you're at, even if that is finding a parking spot. He did that for me twice this week. God, thank you, Jesus, for just everything that you do. We love you so much. Even if we don't acknowledge you, God, we know that you are good. God, I say right now on this stage, you are my God and you are forever reigning in my life. And I pray that over everyone here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I'm going to invite one of my good friends, Dominic, who has also been like a brother. And he's also helped me through a lot of my fear. He's prayed for me, sat with me for three hours before when I was having one of my fear attacks. So he's very special to me. So can we give an honor and a welcome to him? Hi, guys. 
so <laughs> the Lord challenged me with something this last week or so um, when Pastor Andrew uh, invited me to do something for it. Initially, I thought I was going to be writing something. I love to write. I'm trying to steward that better. Um, but I kind of realized the more I prayed into it, the more I tried to put my pen to something and figure it out, I realized that he was just saying, like, I just want you to release something. I just want you to share what I've already shown you. Um, and so tonight what I want to do um, is just try to explain um, a vision he gave me like four or five years ago. Um, but before I do that, um, I really just want us to pray um, because I feel like what he wants to reveal, I pray, I, I feel like just what he wants to release um, is just a revelation of just his beauty. Um, I really, really feel that. I really believe that. Um, so God, right now, we just invite you, Holy Spirit, to come. God, we invite Jesus to just go ahead and come and sit with us. God, we invite just angels to fall on this place, to just worship in this place as we release these things right now, God. We invite all of heaven just down here right now to hear it. We invite you, God. We invite so much, God. We want your kingdom on earth right now, God. And I was hoping everyone in the room can just pray out right now. <laughs> just open the eyes of my heart, God. Can we just pray that right now? Open the eyes of my heart, God. One more time. Open the eyes of my heart, God. Because that's what I feel like he was saying. I feel like he was saying, Dom, even more than the words I'm going to give you to say, what I'm telling you to do is just to release it. <laughs> even if your words look like they fail, mine don't return void. And I'm saying, I'm going to open the eyes of their heart. So I want you guys, I don't know if it's for everyone in here. I hope so. I hope we're hungry. I hope we can grab it. Um, but if he's knocking, if he's, if he's trying to get a hold of you, um, just yield to him. If that means you don't pay attention to what I'm saying, that's fine. Just yield to what the Holy Spirit's doing because I really feel like he just wants to get your attention tonight. And the thing about what I feel like that he wants to reveal more of his beauty to us, I, I, what, I, what I feel like is just buried in the nature of beauty itself is just that beauty is captivating. And what that means is when we look at something beautiful, we don't want to look away from it. And I think that that scales and degrees all the way up to God himself, who is just the most beautiful thing, the most beautiful person. And I feel like he was saying, I want them to experience me in a new way. I want them to see how beautiful I am in a new way or a little bit more. And I want to do this because the more they see me, the more they're not going to look elsewhere. And I believe that with my whole heart is just, if we can just really see his face, if we can just know him, if we can just let us be like, just moved by how beautiful he is, we're not going to look elsewhere. So yeah, God, we just thank you, Lord, just be in my words and God help me. <laughs> All right. So it's kind of funny trying to explain um, a vision uh, because it's not really just what I see. It's what I've like experienced because it kind of engages a lot of the senses. Um, a lot of vision, a lot of dreaming too. It's like sometimes weird things happen where it's like sometimes while I'm seeing and experiencing all these things, I'm also in like a dialogue with Jesus. Like, hey, what's going on over here? What's going on over here? And sometimes it's more than that. It's like before my heart or my mind can even ask a question, I just have a knowing of like, I just know this is what this is. Or I just know, you know, and I don't even really question how I knew it until afterwards when I'm processing. I'm like, that's weird that I just knew what I was, anyway. Um, so anyway, this could get really weird, um, but I'm going to try to explain what I saw. Yeah. Um, the first time I saw it, I was at a part, I was at a place in my life, um, where I was actually really, really studying the book of Genesis. 
I love the book of Genesis. This was actually in a season of my life where I spent an entire year just studying Genesis. Um, my favorite part, one of my favorite parts about Genesis is literally the first line, which is just, in the beginning, God created. For me, that's always the first thing I know when I think about God is he's a creator. <laughs> that's when, he, when, he, when the word of God reaches the scene, the first way he wants to be known is, I'm a creator. In the beginning, I was there, and I made things. I made you. I made everything. In this time, I was actually studying to be a mechanical engineer. I was working in internships and engineering companies. Um, and what that meant is my life was just consumed by design. My life was just consumed by creating things. And uh, if I'm not careful, I get workaholic tendencies. And it was just my whole, my waking, my sleeping, all everywhere I went, everything I saw, everything, it was just through the lens of design and creation. What does this look like? Um, and it was kind of in this place that God first showed me um, this vision. Um, and basically what it was, was all of a sudden I was just looking out into space. And I'm not saying like near orbit to earth, I'm talking like deep space, <laughs> deep, deep space. Um, and I'm just there looking into space and seeing star clusters and just debris and weird random things that I've just never even seen before. Um, and I'm just looking at all of this. All the way around, I'm just looking at all of this. Um, and it's bigger than anything I've ever seen. It's more majestic than anything I've ever seen. I'm just really, I'm really struck by just the enormity of all of it. <laughs> I feel so small, but that doesn't make me feel bad. It just makes me feel like there's something so much greater, something so much better around and out there. And I feel like just all my heart is just, just look, just look, just look, just look. And so I'm just looking into space. And at first I don't see anything. I don't see anything at all. Um, but it's still just beautiful. And it's, everything is so still and so clear and so vivid and so bright. Um, and then I notice something kind of moving, you know. And the way I can kind of explain it is if you took the world's biggest chameleon and just threw it up into space, um, it was kind of like that. <laughs> it was just like skin, everything this thing was wearing, everything, it was like it changed to just look like the space around it. You know, you hear about black holes, about how sometimes they're not even visible, you can't even see them, but you can know they're there because the way light bends around them right? And so it creates this weird geometry, this weird shape of like, you can know it's there because of how things bend around it, you know? And so it was kind of a mixture of that weird chameleon skin where I was looking some, at something that was dressed in space, but it also looked like I, I was seeing something more than was actually there, but I noticed it because of how the things around it moved as it moved. Um, and so I saw it, right? <laughs> I saw him just there in space, um, and I knew it was Jesus. <laughs> I knew it was Jesus right there. And I just, it was just powerful. And so I zoom in and I get closer and closer and closer and closer and closer to him. And I noticed a couple of things. I noticed that he's just looking out back into deep space, back into everywhere. And I don't think we were near earth, but one of those things I just knew was where he was looking was right at earth. <laughs> and we might have been a billion light years away, but that's exactly where his gaze was looking, was straight at earth. And the thought came to me, which was, I wonder if this is kind of what he looked like 
when he was just laying the foundations of the earth. I wonder if this is what he looked like before we were all even made, just when that word of the Lord was released, I wonder if he was like that, just occupying a space and just staring and knowing and in his heart, just dreaming about this creation. And I was wondering if that is just kind of how he's been just over there, just looking. Before there was even space, if he was just there looking and dreaming and thinking about that planet he was looking at now. And I got so much closer to him and I just, I remember just thinking like, I just want to look into his eyes. He's dressed in space, and it doesn't like it was weird. He was wearing like these formal, dressy clothes, and then he had like this kind of weird cape thing going on, but they were all like space. And even his skin and his hair and all his features, everything were just space. But I remember still thinking, like, I want to know what his eyes look like. <laughs> I want to see what his eyes look like. And I got to go in close, and I just looked into his eyes, <laughs> and I just saw like galaxies, you know. I just saw these nebula. I saw all these things spinning, you know? And I just looked. I saw these stars twinkling in and out. I saw these asteroids move around. I saw all these things. And I felt like what he was telling me in that space was just that everything you're seeing right now will never be able to even be seen from Earth. You can make the best telescope. You'll never see this. You can, you can try to just shoot yourself into the deepest reaches of space and you still won't see what you see in my eyes right now. And I felt like he was saying, and I, I chose for you to see that in my eyes because I wanted you to know some of these things that I've made. I wanted you to know that I'm so much bigger than you know. I wanted to know because I just want you to see this. <laughs> I just wanted you to see something you've never seen, something they'll all just never see, which is a little bit more of who I am. We believe that creation tells about the glory of God. And do we understand that in the vastness of space, there are things that we don't even know about. <laughs> there are depths we can't even see. We don't even know what's going on in the depths of our own oceans, let alone in the vastness of space. We have no idea. But we know that all creation testifies about the creator. And I felt like when I looked into his eyes, he said, this is still part of me and I just wanted you to see it. I just wanted you to look into my eyes and know me a little bit more. Because there are depths here that some of these people will never see, but they exist and I want you to know they're real. And I just want you to see it. And so I was just in that space and I was so moved by this, by the enormity of who this Jesus was, by just how beautiful he was. <laughs> like he would have taken my breath away if I wasn't already in space, which is a vacuum. Sorry, physics. I was so struck by it. And then I, I kind of pulled out again and I, I zoomed out really far away from him again until I was just looking at him in a distance and he was just moving again. And I noticed that in space, he was just kind of walking forward, right? And I remember thinking something big is about to happen because he's really on the move now. Why is he on the move? And then I looked back into his eyes and I noticed they got really bright, <laughs> like really bright, you know? Like, I wonder if it was one of those things, like when stars go supernova and they get ready to explode, you know? If they're one of those gamma ray bursts, if you don't know what those are, Google it. They're bright and big and in the universe. I wondered if those were kind of some of those things that were going on in his eyes. I don't know what it was, but all I know is that his eyes got really bright. <laughs> his eyes got really bright. And I remember seeing his hand just being outstretched, right? And I see him stretch out his hand, and I just realize that he is waiting for someone. 
that this whole time he wasn't just standing there. He wasn't just being in space because he's just glory. He was standing there because he's just waiting. He was waiting, and I knew he was about to see the one he was waiting for because of how his eyes lit up. I knew he was going to see the one he was waiting for because he outstretched his hand to meet her. I just knew it. And then I just, I just saw his bride. And she was larger than life just like he was. And I remember the first time I saw her because like white is not the, like, the right color, you know? <laughs> That's like saying a, a magnesium flare is white. That's like saying getting arc flashed by a welder is bright. It's just, it's not white, it's something more. It's like light itself. That was the color her dress was. It was just like light, just raw light. And at the same time though, there was also like fire on it, right? It was this orange with just a tiny bit of red. <laughs> this deep orange that was moving like fire. And it was wrapped around the light. It was wrapped around this thing that was so bright that white kind of gets close, I guess. But it was wrapped in this weird fire color. And it's the color that God has always shown me as just, this is my Holy Spirit. And so I see this bride and she's dressed in this brightness and in this, just, just the Holy Spirit itself. And that's what her dress is made out of. And I remember feeling with everything is just that this is who he was waiting for. <laughs> this is who he was dreaming for. This, <laughs> this is what took the cost was to buy that dress. <laughs> it was for this. That was what it was all for. It was for that dress. And I realized that I just wasn't watching Jesus just standing there in space. I wasn't just watching this cool scene. I was invited to a wedding. <laughs> and I think <laughs> in, my, in my mortality, in my humanity, I couldn't handle just the unveiled look at what that would look like. And I feel like Jesus was saying, because of that, I tried to pick the biggest veil possible to clothe this with, which was the universe itself. Because I wanted you to see it, but you couldn't see the fullness of it, so I clothed myself in the biggest thing I could to get close, which was the universe. <laughs> and I clothed her in light, and I clothed her in the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and I was looking at him and I realized that this is what it was always for. And I felt like he was talking to me, and I remember thinking, like, you've heard that verse of just, for the joy set before him, he bore the cross, despising its shame. And I felt like he was saying, like, I did that, and this was my joy. I felt like he was saying, from the cross, I looked out, and I saw this. I just saw my bride. I saw this. This was what I was waiting for. This is the point As soon as there was the fall, as soon as there was a separation, this was always the point, was this wedding, was this moment, was this just this day where he just says, this was the whole point. This was the joy set before me. 
It was you. It was the bride. It was so you could come wearing white. It was so this could be real. This could be legitimate. So you could be larger than life just like me. So you can stand by my side. This was why the whole time. And then I saw them dancing. I just saw them dancing and it was so wild because they were just shooting through space as they were dancing. It was like one little movement of their feet was like a million light years and I was getting shot around just trying to follow this one dance. And somehow, in spite of just the enormity of everything I was seeing, there was something still so slow and so beautiful about this dance. Something so unbelievably elegant about this. I realized that they were just waltzing. And here's the thing, that one of those things that I just knew, one of those things I just experienced that is not going to make a lot of sense, was that I knew that there was no sound in space. I knew that there wasn't actually music, but the presence of Jesus was like a melody. And that was what they were dancing to. And I knew, I knew what it sounded like. My ears couldn't hear it, but I knew it because that's what the presence of him sounded like. And it was so weird because while I was watching him dance with the bride, I felt like I was there too. As she moved, I felt like I was moving and I was being moved by him. As I saw it, I just knew it. Like she knew it, like the bride knew it because I knew I am part of that. (laughs) And I experienced all of that. And as I was moving, I was just free. (laughs) And there was not an ounce of shame left. That dress, there was not an ounce left. There was no lies. There was no lesser identity. There was just me looking into those eyes and knowing I belonged. It was knowing that I was that joy set before him. It wasn't just something he said. It wasn't just a verse I had read. It was that in my heart of hearts, in that deepest part of me, I knew that I was his joy. I knew that all of this was for me, to woo me, to change me, to captivate me. I knew it was all for me. And in that moment, I was that bride dancing with him. And I know I didn't actually smell him, but I kind of did. And he was fresh like dew. (laughs) That moment right when dawn is about to break out. He was like that. But he was just intoxicating. He was like lilac. I don't know how to explain it. It wasn't the exact scent, but it was intoxicating like it. And these are things I knew. It was like his aftershave. It was just the fragrance coming off of him because that was just, the closer I got, I just felt that off of him. And I danced with him with that song that only I could hear, and I could only hear it because it was coming off of him, and I was that close. And we danced, and we danced, and we danced, and we danced. And I knew that time didn't matter. I knew that there wasn't going to be an end to the dance not ever. I knew it was never going to change. I knew it was never going to weigh. I knew it. I knew once that dance started, it was never going to stop. I knew it. And I felt like he was just saying like, this was my point. It was all for this dance. It was all about this first dance. It's the last dance. I'm always going to be dancing with my bride. That was always the point for me. 
That was why I could step into humanity. That was why I could cover my glory and go through 30-something years of being rejected and spat upon and just called the most horrible things. It's why I could submit myself to all the rejection of man. It's why I could submit myself to beating and torture and feeling a separation from my father. This was why all of it, this was the plan that was always meant to prosper in my hand, which was I was going to take a bride. That was always my point. And I remember before I woke up, when I was dancing as the bride, it was the silliest question, but for some reason it was the only one I could think to ask. I got in really close to his ear and I just said, how was I able to see you when you were clothed in nothing but space, when you were clothed in nothing but night, and when you were almost like a black hole, how was I even able to see you? And I felt like he just said, I am eternity's only light. And I felt like he was just saying, you can see me because I, <laughs> I am light. I don't know what he's doing in your hearts right now, but he promised me that if I released it, that he was gonna open hearts. He promised me that he was gonna let people take away a different way to look at him, a new and beautiful way to look at him. And I believe that with my whole heart that he's doing that right now. And I believe he is just so beautiful to me. This was the most beautiful thing I have ever seen. This is the most beautiful thing I have ever seen in my whole life. This, so many days, is my happy thought that gets me out of bed. This is sometimes where I go to for strength to keep going. This is one of the most intimate things he has ever shown me. And I was challenged to share it because this is real to me, because it is intimate to me because it is deeply, deeply moving to me. And I know my words can never do justice to the things I experienced, the things I saw, but I want you to know that I didn't even want to share it. But there was a God that put it on my heart and just said, you need to release this because they need to see me more. They need to know me more. They need to reach for more. They need to know that I am just more. And so I told God, I can share it. <laughs> I said, I know I can because you tell me I can. And God, if you can pierce their hearts, any, even a little bit of how you pierce mine with this, then that is worth it to me. If they can take away even a little bit more of who you are, 
because I can share something like this, then you can tear my heart open and pour it out all over everybody. Because I know this is who you are. And I don't believe we get things revealed just to bury it. I believe we get it to share, and I believe this God is so much bigger than we know. I believe this God is so much more awesome than we know. I believe these things. I believe he's even more beautiful than everything he's ever created by so much. And I believe that we were bought with a price, and it's not a price he's learning to, it's not, it's not something he's looking for a refund on. It's a price that says, I will dance with you forever, and you were always worth it for me. You were the joy set before me. You are always my joy. You are always my happy thought. You are always the thing that I will just light up this whole room because I know you're near me. And we realize that he clothed us in his splendor. He clothed us with the Holy Spirit himself. He literally clothed us with a part of himself, a fully realized part of himself. So God, I just thank you so much. I just thank you so much because you are so devastatingly beautiful to me. I thank you so much, God, because the more I can look at that, the more I don't want to look anywhere else all the days of my life. You captivate me completely all the days of my life. God, I cannot look up at the sky at night without thinking of this. I cannot think about NASA, the space program, without thinking of this. I cannot look at wedding dresses without thinking of this. I can't look at anything you made without thinking of this. God, I pray you just change the way we see. I just pray you change the way we experience who you are, God. I ask for more for your people, God. We started by them saying, open the eyes of my heart, God. They're hungry for you. They're hungry for more of you, God. You're a God that gave us all of these senses only so that we can know you, only so we can experience you. (laughs) That's why we were given senses to experience everything he was created. I really believe, I really believe it's just so we could experience him and know him. We just thank you, God. So right now, God, we just release anything you're doing over them, God. We would just release, Holy Spirit, God, we release anything you're doing in their hearts, God. Anything you're doing, God. We ask for more of it, God. We just say you pour it out, God. You pour it out. You pour it out. You pour it out, God. More of your beauty. More of who you are, God. We just ask for more of it right now, Jesus. We ask for renewing of the minds, God. We ask for eyes that can see, ears that can hear, God. We ask for people that are fully realized who can fully know their God. We thank you, God, for more. We thank you for more, God. God, we ask for the fullness of what your heart was for tonight. We ask for the full harvest of what you wanted for tonight, God. And we just thank you, God. We thank you, God. I ask that you bless your people, God. I ask that you quiet your people with your love, God. I ask that you never stop dancing over them, God. You never stop wooing them. You never stop pursuing them. You never stop saying just how beautiful they are to you, how you are always their joy, how you are always the point, how you are always worth it. 
Don't let them ever stop believing in that. Don't let them ever stop believing everything you say about them. We just thank you, God. So we're going to get into ministering time pretty soon here. Um, but I think you're just supposed to rest in this place for a little bit. I was hoping the band could sing the chorus to Oh the Blood, if that's cool. And uh, we're just going to let you rest and worship in this place, and then we'll, we'll break out into ministering and other things in a minute. God, we just thank you for what you're doing in hearts all around the room right now. We just thank you, God. I just want to encourage you guys, if you're, in a, if you're in a posture of worship right now, just stay there. Just rest there. I really do believe God wants to take you to your own places. I believe he has words for each and every one of you. If you're in that place, just stay there. Um, but I would like to invite, if anybody would just like to receive prayer, um, if any of this touched them, God. Yeah, we just want to invite you guys to just come to the front. Um, a couple of us can just pray for you and just hear you and... Um, yeah. And if you guys need to go, that's totally cool too. You're dismissed. But awesome. Let me just say one thing too. The band just keep playing and for a little bit, but I just really feel like the Holy Spirit's just moving in hearts and and uh I really let me just all stand for a second because I, I just feel like um so 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 powerful. And I really believe that there's like this internal struggle that happens in a lot of us in the room where we wrestle with dirty or clean, dirty or clean, dirty, dirty or clean, and this whole thing back and forth and valuing ourselves. And, and a lot of times we don't value ourselves the same way Jesus does. But I'm telling you that such a beautiful picture. And so if this is you in this place tonight and you're and you want you want this stuff to fall off you, I believe a lot of this stuff, even just as you're speaking it and as we're singing about the blood that God's just doing it right there. But I just really believe that God wants to release words over you and, and, and there's ministry I feel like that needs to happen tonight. And so if you're saying, you know what, like I, I would love to have that freedom to live in that thing where there's all that, I see myself the way Jesus sees me. I see him the way he truly is and all this stuff and, and the weight of shame, the weight of guilt, the weight of condemnation, all that stuff has just fallen off. If, if, you're, if any of that is speaking to you or what Dom is saying when he was sharing was speaking to you, I want you just to come forward and they're, they're going to continue to worship, but I, wanna come, I want you to just come forward and you can stand, you can kneel, whatever it is. You're coming to Jesus, but I'm, you're just making a statement saying, yes, I want more of God tonight. I want Jesus to touch my life. And I guarantee there's more of you and I don't really care. It doesn't matter. Like, just come, just come. This is your moment. Like, I don't know if I was you, if I was dealing with condemnation every day, I would be like the first one laying on the stairs. Like, like God, I don't know. I cannot live like this anymore. I'm telling you the truth tonight. Like if you're dealing with shame, if you're dealing with guilt, if you're dealing with fear, I'm telling you, I don't know if you heard the theme tonight. Apparently that was the theme. Uh, everybody had to say something about fear and stuff. If this is you, then you just need to come forward and, and just come before Jesus tonight and lay your life before Jesus. And we are going to lay hands. We're going to bless you tonight. We're going to speak life and encouragement. God uses people to reach people. And you just saw that happen. And so as the band just continues to worship, you can just continue to sing about the blood. Then we're just going to
we're just going to minister the blessing and the grace and the mercy of God over you guys tonight. Can you just spread out a little bit so that way, like, there's a little bit of space? Thank you, God. So we just thank you for that all over this place. And and you guys can just begin to just minister and pray and just, and just do that. But we're just going to bless you guys. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus in this place. We thank you for it. We release your presence. We release your glory. Go ahead. Start praying. Start ministering already. Don't wait for me. In Jesus' name, we just thank you for it. We thank you for your glory. We thank you for the blood. We thank you, God, for that you said our sins would be like red, like scarlet, but you'll make them white as snow. And I thank you for that all over this room tonight in the name of Jesus. And if someone's not praying for you, just stay in a posture of receiving from God tonight.